When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Chris Jericho, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. They're going to give you a reason to live, make you feel like you're the king of the mountain. And when it's all said and done, they're going to dance all over your face. Oh, yeah! We got some good-looking girls! Oh, yeah! If you people want a little bit of rock and roll! I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll! Shout it out loud! What's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud Cast. Episode 80, Ambassador Scott Brown. Woo! This is a very sophisticated program we have this <laughs> evening here. If, if, if you told us that we would be having a political dignitary on our show... Man, we've hit the big time, baby. Uh, that's a very, very sophisticated type of uh, case you have there. Former Massachusetts senator. That's well. right. That's right. Um, hometown, yeah, we, hometown boy. Yep. Yeah, we can't wait to uh, play the episode for you. But before we do that, I got to figure out how my buddy over here is doing. How the hell are you, Tom? Uh, great. Finally got the windows open here. Some cool air. Uh, but I checked the weather. It's supposed to be literally almost 100 this weekend. So... Back to a uh, sweaty, you know what? Come the weekend, but yeah, trudging through you. the tr- trudging through the summer. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, what about I'm- what about you, booger? <laughs> what about you, booger? I've been out combing the high schools all day. <laughs> I've been combing the high schools all day. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm fine doing my thing, uh, moving along. Uh, you know, unfortunately, keeping quite busy. The bankruptcy practice is uh, quite full. The phone calls are coming in, unfortunately. Wow. So times of uh, trouble, unfortunately, are good times for me. I was just going to so. say. I was just going to say. It. You, 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 you make you make your bones off people's misery. <laughs> no, I also do real estate. So uh, when you're I'm buying teasing. your house, or you're going to lose your house. <laughs> yeah, I'm your man. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got going on. Yep. But more importantly. We had one heck of a week last week. Our, um, I, it got to the point where I told you. Yep. I reached out to our uh, podcast hosting company, Megaphone, yep. and asked them if there was something wrong because <laughs> the amount of listens and downloads was um, almost three times higher than any previous episode we've ever had. Yep. Um, the weekly one was through the roof. The daily one was through the roof, uh, all breaking records. And then the 30 day thing was through the roof, breaking records. 
So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's new listeners just downloading all of our stuff and catching up with the previous 79 episodes, or if it's just simply um, people really loved the topic we did last week. And we, as you know, obviously, if you listen to us, you probably know we did the uh, Mike Douglas show. And, you know, we took a, an eight minute segment and made a, an hour and a half episode out of it. Uh, typically what we do. And it got such great feedback. There's nothing better than that, Tom. Just the, that feedback that we get, the interaction. And this is why we started our podcast originally. Two college friends that always talk kiss would text each other and send stupid shit about kiss constantly. And then we're like, why don't we bring this formula out? Because we just felt that, you know, with our sense of humor and there's got to be other immature kiss fans out there. Well, we've proved that there are. And, uh, and like you said, we can't thank everybody enough. I mean, it's just great to see the show grow, the audience grow, the interaction grow, the fan base, the people getting in on our jokes and humor and becoming a, a part of the show. And that's that's what this is. Like Zeus said, when when this idea started a year and a half ago, it was just like, you know, we're kind of doing this like anyways. So let's just friggin' hit record and, and put a show out and see what happens. And, you know, thank you guys so much for just jumping on board and, and having fun with us. Yeah. And you know how you say that? I have to mention him. And you know what? Every time we mention him, he hit, gets his own theme music. Jack Panaccio. <laughs> And he sent us a message. I'm going to jump on what you said. He posted this on our group page to shout it out loudcasters page. I now have a habit of saying, right, right. And okay. Okay. Whenever my partner is trying to have a serious conversation with me, that is how me and I put that back to him. I said, you realize me and Tom have been talking like this since 1991, right? Okay. It is impossible for either one of us to say right or okay. You can't because as soon as silly, right, you can't or yes. We can't even say yes. Yeah. Like you can't even say yeah. We can't even do it anymore. And now and now I'm I'm so happy that we'll we're infiltrating people's daily dialogue with with our with our terminologies. Everything got so warped. The funny thing is, Tom's wife, Bridget, who I'm just I know her just as much as Tom did because yep. we were both freshmen. We met yep. um, a friend of ours at Stonehill gets so annoyed at times when we're all together because they'll have, we'll all be having a conversation and then she'll say something in the middle of the <laughs> and you will just turn to each other inside doing stupid lines from movies or the jerky boys or something. And it gets so annoyed. And then she just pretty just pretty much just walks out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, but this is how it is. Yep. And I'm glad this is rubbing off on you people. This is how we are. We want you guys to have this type of fun talking about, you know, the best band there is. Kiss. That's right. That's right. right. Yep. Absolutely. So let's talk about last week's episode. We also did some polls first. What were the polls? Do you yeah. Remember? So, so we always, so we rec- we record on Wednesdays now. So we always drop, you know, a Thursday poll and then the episode poll. So it kind of gets, you know, kind of gets a little jumbled up there. <laughs> so last Thursday's poll, we kind of, we got, we always try to do like a fun Thursday poll and, and we, we were kind of throwing this one around. And I was like, oh, fuck. This was best Eric Singer song. All for the glory. Oh, of yeah. all for the That was my idea. Uh, all for the glory won 58 to 42, but the best part of it was just feedback from people. People like, oh, this both shit sandwiches here. Like, do we have to pick either one of these? And I'm like, no, you know, I know that they're, they're, you know, I know not everybody loves them, but they're, they're not, they're not, they don't deserve that kind of beating. I mean, but that was, that was the, that was the poll. Yeah. I found it very interesting. And yeah. the interesting part was that someone made the point that they respected the Eric songs yep. because they weren't cat centric correct versus tommy's which are spaceman centric which is funny and because i like i i legitimately like both of tommy's songs I even though e- even though they are there are they are space spaceman-ish it's yeah. very trolling of the of the uh uh tommy haters that he did those kind of songs oh abso- absolutely all the people that are Fake freely, fake ace, and yep. cheater Chris. And <laughs> yep. All those people are flipping out that Tommy did those type of songs. Yeah. Well, I'll they tell can... you what, those songs are great. I like the, those songs, both, both of them. And I can, I, I, I know we like to have fun with the Eric Singer songs. I'm not a huge fan of both of them, but I, 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 I listen to them when I'm listening to the albums. But the Tommy th- songs, I, I do enjoy. They're good songs. I think the Eric Singer songs are decent songs. Not very Kiss like, but they're decent songs. His vocals are great. Does a good job. They're just not as rocking. All for the glory is a little bit more, in my opinion. But you know, uh, the fans. Uh, we got a lot of where the fuck is option C? Neither of them. I know, <laughs> but but I hate that. It's like you, you're all you listen to us. You're Kiss fans. Just vote. <laughs> yeah, which one do you hate the least? Well, which is pretty much what every election and vote comes down to. Yeah, exactly. So and what then, did and- we have uh, for Tuesday? Yeah, and then our episode uh, poll was um, we we compared. Well, we asked people which Kiss appearance did you enjoy more: the appearance on the Mike Douglas show or the appearance on the Paul Lind special show. And fifty eight percent of the voters picked Paul Lind. Wow! So I, I, I'm, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, they are that that performance is a little bit more bombastic. You know, it's got the Destroyer outfits. They play they play more than one song. You know, so I I, it, I don't I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to really argue with anybody for picking that over the uh, over the Mike Douglas appearance, but I, I we both picked Mike Douglas just because uh you know it was live plugged in, it, it was live and all real, like Stewart says. Screw Stewart. Um. <laughs> anyway, we um, yeah, we we both agreed that we thought you know we love them both. They're both iconic. Oh yeah. I, I obviously I don't remember the Mike Douglas because I was one years old when it came out. Right. But the Halloween one, I kind of vaguely when I was a little kid. And more importantly, though, the Paul Lind special was the performances. They looked great, yep. but they weren't live now seeing it. And the, and the jokes like we talked about are kind of stale now and kind of dated. Oh, God. And, yeah, you think? And then, you know, just the cheesiness like we talked about. 
you know, Mrs. Brady shaking her ass and stuff. And Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's just the, the jokes are just falling out. And then of course, with what's the name singing your favorite song, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, and then you go and then you flip it over to the Mike Douglas show. We have Lego minifigure Mike Douglas. <laughs> With his Lego hairdo I just, I, and, and you know, I thought that was Just, the interview was Iconic, Gene making his first Kind of TV appearance where they're talking yep. I just like, what's gonna he Say, what is he and stuff And that Tootie from The Facts of Life, you know <laughs> Giving him shit back, I thought that was just Iconic, it was great, uh, yeah Performance, yeah. Firehouse was Unreal, agreed Unreal, yep, so yep. We got some feedback on that episode. Yeah, so Facebook, we got feedback uh, from our friend Scott Donaldson, who is the drummer for the awesome Kiss cover band, Kisteria. That's uh, right. And uh, he's a big fan of the show, and we thank Scott for that. He says, man, you guys crack me up. Another Ripper episode, the only Kiss podcast I eagerly await to be released each week. Stay safe, guys. Scott, that's awesome. Thank you. And uh, hopefully you guys are able to start doing some shows sooner than later. Uh, with Kisteria. I know you guys are probably missing that and missing the crowd, and everybody else is too. Uh, we got another comment from Michael Norby. He says, the only excuse on Gene's odd behavior is nervous. He doesn't come out as cool or scary, and the Jewish hook comment didn't help a bit. It's refreshing, though, to see an early Gene persona compared to the later Gene. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he was young and nervous and didn't know what to expect, but I, I thought he did. He, I, I thought he made the best of what he could have done. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, he was a kid at that time, you know, uh, then we got a comment from Robert Shaw. Wow. I thought he was dead. Quint from fucking Jaws is commenting on our Facebook post. <laughs> he was bitten in half by a shark in Cape Cod. He says, I can only imagine what was going through the minds of middle age housewives in 1974. Yeah, exactly. We kind of talked about that. Oh, they were probably like, who is that evil guy? I want to meet that guy. Gene was like, okay, start hitting, clicking the bell. He's going to be, you know, I've got got a stiff proposition. (laughs) (laughs) Then our buddy, Kevin Jepson, he goes, excuse me. I just had a tamale pasta bowl. What the fuck? You guys had me laughing so hard with the bathroom stuff. Another fun one. And And then our buddy, Tony Smith. So 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 when I when we when we did our episode post, I said you know you know check out check this episode out. It gets a little nuts. Tony Smith goes a little nuts. All your episodes have more nuts than a testicle museum. <laughs> and then we got one from Greg Gould who says Gene was a bit odd that night. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? Exactly. And we talked about this. No, no other member from Kiss should have done that interview. He's the only I agree. one. I they agree. Pulled it off as good as he did. So good for Gene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So we got some Twitter stuff. Yep. Our buddy jumping on friggin' Kevin Jepson's comment. Our buddy uh, Deuce put a picture of a Swanson's dinner <laughs> Salisbury steak. A photo of it. And you know, for those who don't recall, didn't hear the episode. I was saying that these winners from the kissing contest, the one that looks like Jim Henson, a disheveled Jim Henson, the serial killer guy, the the one that looks like a serial killer. Yeah. I said, if they had a kiss for four days straight, how the fuck did they go to the bathroom? 
that they would have to watch what they ate. Nobody wants to yep. drop like some disgusting dump, like eating a you said a Sal- <laughs> Salisbury steak TV dinner. Dude, that that must have hit a nerve because we got so many comments on that. Yep. I was saying there's like a pasta bolognese, <laughs> you know, plate from an Italian restaurant with some tiramisu. <laughs> like, like that's just not an attractive thing. No. <laughs> Someone put a fi- I forget who it was. Was it David Zanet put a photo of those facing toilets? That was me, because he- our, our our buddy Heavy Mayo said something about like facing and i remember that skit from saturday night live with the two toilet seats next to each other so the couples can talk while they're they're taking a dump (laughs) i don't know how those people were kissing for all that long while going to the bathroom i know i know anyway anyway uh deuce also put his comments about that performance in 10 words talking about firehouse oh yeah raw kick-ass hungry cool stellar iconic timeless authentic rockin' In classic with a K. Nice. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. David Kathy put a picture of Jim Henson along with <laughs> Rolf. You know, Rolf, who plays the keyboards on Peter Chris's solo album, <laughs> uh, the piano. Nigh Savage. Oh, yeah. Legendary episode. The phrase, the Holy Trilogy, used to refer to A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. But there is a new holy trilogy. Pandemic Paul, Stuart, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS. <laughs> Laugh my ass off every time. Love it, guys. Keep up the great job. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, our buddy JR said an awesome episode. Joel Hoffman. Hilarious. Laying in my bed, 4 a.m., listening to you talk about Swanson TV dinners and the kissing contest winners. I was laughing so hard, it hurt my stomach. What a great episode, guys. That's awesome. And finally, from Twitter, uh, Josiah Horn. You guys made my Mondays a little more tolerable for a while, so thank you. This was another great and fun episode. By the way, I totally agree. Seeing Peter do his thing was incredibly heartwarming. Yes. And that's when I was talking about Peter singing yep. and how heartwarming it was. Just the smile that he gave after he finished. You know, I, we have even our dumbass friends, Mr. Sonny Pooney. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and Sonny Pooney, what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Like, he's not... <laughs> You know, oh, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he have this performance? Like, he just did something off the cuff. Right. And right. and we loved it. And a lot of KISS fans loved it. And the smile on his face after Peter saying it, ah, oh, so brought so much joy to the KISS Army. Agreed. Oh, I, I also f- almost forgot. There was a couple other things here. We got a couple comments uh, from our retweets. Sometimes they don't show up on Twitter. But here we go. Steve wrote this. This is the Steve Warsap one. Yep. Never had to use the pause button so much as I did on this episode. No spoilers, but this is bollocking scream <laughs> from start to finish. From Brett Michaels onward, this is hysterical. Always look forward to every show. Awesome work, guys. Every episode is unmissable, but this is incredible. 
had me fucking howling with laughter. Worth listening to, if only for the pandemic rant. Oh boy, you should do an episode that about that because it makes my fucking blood boil. Love the teasers on upcoming stuff. Oh, nice. But one last one, and that is from our friend Mr. Baco over at the Cobras and Fire podcast. He retweeted us and said, "The best thing to come out of Bean Town." Here's a hint. Nobody calls it that. Nobody from Massachusetts or Boston calls this place Beantown. Nobody. That's what other people call it. But anyways, since Wahlburgers started <laughs> selling shitty cheeseburgers in the Mall of America, Tom and Zeus have a great kiss podcast. Beantown for life. Yeah, no. Well, I'll take the kind words and we thank Baco for that. But then he also gave us a little little words on uh, on Facebook and uh, because of the little the little jabbing that we had with him on the episode, he sent us a DM. <clears throat> yeah, he starts off. Look here, assholes. <laughs> he goes. I had Boomerang nowhere near my top ten. That's because remember last week we were kind of shitting on his rankings of songs. And he said, and I only like the cool stuff with Kiss. No, like you two, I enjoy Peter's '78 solo. Music from the Elder is one of the records I go back to frequently. I think Chris Cat One is great as well as Live to Win. And tell me this, does Eddie Trunk have a change.org petition to get Phantom of the Park remade with the current lineup? I think not. <laughs> all in good fun. Bust my balls all you want. Of course, I will save my official response for a future episode of Cobras and Fire. Thanks for the shout out. Fun episode. Now, we love Baco. Cobras and Fire's funny show. Great show. Check it out by all means. Um, good guys on that show. Yeah. And Tommy's going to be on that show coming up soon. Uh, when Baco does his uh, grunge rundown from Rolling Stone, you know, that magazine that's shitty and always comes up with shitty lists. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, they did a top 25 list of grunge albums. And uh, Tom is on there to talk about Sweet Oblivion from Screaming Trees. Correct. Yep. I don't I don't know exactly when that's going to drop. Just subscribe to Cobras and Fire if that's your thing. And you should be subscribed to it anyways. But if you're a grunge fan, you should definitely subscribe to it. Yeah. And we and I had been previously on and I talked about Purple. From Stone Temple Pilots. Correct. Yeah. So, um, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We we got, we got, we got, we got one, one episode related email from our buddy Stevie that I wanted to read. Um, he said, Where do I start from forming visuals of defecating into a bucket during a four day long (laughs) kissing contest to Tom's howls of Paul Lynn's rhinestone cowboy kids? I'm once again dying over here. I agree that the Mike Douglas show is better for nothing else than actually hearing the band live and at such an early stage. I thought Tony Fields was hysterical interacting with Gene. The visuals on the Paul Lynn were amazing, though, and I do dig the band segment on there as well. That's from my buddy Steve V. Thank you, Steve. Always big fan of Kiss, big fan of the show, big fan of metal and horror movies, too. One of my few fellow horror brethren on social media, too. So we like Steve. Good guy. Yeah, we have a couple more. I'm not going to get into it because otherwise this episode is going to go on forever. Correct. And we want to get to the we want to get to the good stuff. Oh, turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a good segue, uh, though. Yep. So, Tom, we um we didn't really get into uh, yet uh, any kiss news. What's going on in Kiss World? Uh, so this week, the not real breaking. Not news. next week. N- not this week. Not next week. This week. No, next week. Next week, we're uh, booked up. Uh, 
not a lot of like you know actual news um you know, we keep saying it every week obviously you guys are aware that the 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 leg of the US leg of the tour is still on it starts uh, next month and it has not been officially canceled so uh, we keep checking in with that but a uh, couple couple uh important dates this past week uh we celebrated and observed uh rest in peace eric carr it was his 70th birthday legend gone too soon for sure we everybody loves eric carr and his contributions to the band uh, and what was the anniversary? Uh, what? What? Oh, let's 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 talk about that for a second. Though. Okay, go ahead. Gene put a nice thought out there for him. Rest in peace. I'm not sure if Ace did. I know who didn't. Yeah, we're now up to another one. This is this this is this this is more egregious than Bob Kulik and Jr. Smalling. Uh, I mean, this. I no, again, it. again, again. This is just a uh, a memorial. You know, Jr. Smalling and Bob Kulik passed away. But this is a a remembrance and still silence from uh, from Paul. I just don't get it. No, nope. I don't get it. I think he, he you know, come on. It's I've not said difficult. That, uh, he should have just put out something, you know, to say. And we're not alone. We're we're being as kind as we can be, because out there in the Kiss world, people are pissed off that he hasn't said anything about Bob's passing. Even a simple thank you for your contribution. Rest in peace, Jr. Smalling, right? And now it's, you know, Eric's 70th birthday. You know. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, 
you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Come on. Well, but, but he does do his he does do his condolences for uh, Benny Mardona's Nick Cordero. And uh, I think it was Phil Ashley. Maybe forgive me if I'm saying his name wrong. He was a keyboardist yeah. who contributed to some stuff. But I've, I've said it before. It, like, it's almost like he's like cutting himself off from anything. Kiss. Yeah. Well, you were happy, though. He did post something now. It's almost like because you were saying that. You know, you wouldn't know by following them on social media that they're in Kiss because he doesn't talk about Kiss anymore, except for one tweet. And he put out one tweet. Can't wait to get back to this or something. It was a picture of the concert. Yep. On the on the set. Yes. Somebody uh, must somebody must have hacked his account because that <laughs> because that came and went. That, that was like the only Kiss reference I've seen from him in like a month. Yeah, and I just don't get it, Paul. Come on, I don't. Man. I, I don't either. He did put out something today. There was some anti-Semitic bullshit going around by some athletes and stuff and yeah. Paul retweeted um Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's great thing about something about you know like people need to step up and cut the shit with all this anti-semitic crap going around yeah it was Desha- it was uh, Deshaun Jackson the wide receiver went on some rant yeah but Ice Cube has been saying some stuff Ice Cube Ice Cube's been way yeah, out so of line maybe maybe that's a little bit you know yep. when you know there was a little, a little bit of tension NWA and Kiss about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, remember? True. Um, whatever. But And then, in addition to that, in the meantime, Gene put up some stick figure pictures of him and his family. <laughs> and I, like, he tweeted something like that. Um, but, you know, it, it, I, you said it right. This just seems to be that Gene gets it. Yeah, he, he always has. How to do it. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. He doesn't go overboard. Right. He, you know, and I just... You know, he's got yeah. a better he's got he's got here's the thing. I guess you cut it down. Gene has a sense of humor. Paul is now he's almost like literally humorless. It's like he's too sensitive. He's sensitive. You can you can, but you can be sensitive and have, you know, interact with a joke here and there. Paul, there's none of that. Gene Gene has a good way about him in terms of dishing it out and taking it and kind of being a little bit, you know, you know, hey, you know, like maybe not a, an overt joke, but he there's some humor in what he's doing in some of his interactions. He's serious when he needs to be, but he gets it a little bit more. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep, I do. I do. Um, so that was going on. Uh, and then we we had the anniversary or the birthday of arguably the greatest kiss video ever made. And that's extreme close up. And I, I'm almost nervous to do an episode on that because I feel like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it justice. Cause that thing is just so we may have to do our very first live like commentary, commentary episode for that. Yeah. Yeah. It, there would be without a doubt, no shout it out loud cast. It's true. Without extreme close up. No way. It's a great uh, point that combined when we met in college, I liked Kiss. You liked Kiss. We were already Kiss Army fanatics, and then that grew. We had that connection, and we shoved Kiss Extreme Close Up into that fucking hu- that VCR into that huge TV in the middle of our suite, and made all the fucking assholes our our suite mates watch it with us. You got Murph converted to a Kiss fan because because of did. that. Yep, he absolutely did. Yep. We we learned all the lines. Oh God! We we know exactly when Gene kind of burps and when he introduces Ace. 
We thought a <laughs> bum came in. And then Paul goes, what? It was Ace. <laughs> we could seriously recite that entire yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. And then we had another important day uh, on this past week. It was the the reissue of Creatures of the Night um, <laughs> with the new cover, which was interesting because it featured Bruce Kulick on the cover, who did not play on the album. Um, but they were doing that. That, that we'll, we'll get in when we when we cover Creatures of the Night. We'll get into the whole story well, of the we album did cover. This. I think we talked a little bit about this. So when when I got back into Kiss, remember yeah. now we're forty seven years old. So we get back into Kiss, and I get Creatures of the Night because it gets reissued. And I'm like, Ace is on this, but Bruce is on the cover. And neither of them played on the fucking cover. The guy that played on it is not featured anywhere. Yep. Which leads me to bring up a funny text exchange we had yesterday. Right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm (laughs) driving along, you know, amongst the millions of texts we get from our text group. All of a sudden, we got one uh, from our buddy Jericho, who sends us what I think was a picture of the front cover of the album, you know, where Gene, Eric, and uh, Paul and Bruce are on. And the back cover, which a lot of people don't know, leather pants is ass. Exactly. Guy's ass. So (laughs) Chris writes, So are we guessing that this is Paul's ass? (laughs) And then I responded with, can you imagine the group discussion on this? Um, guys, uh, whose ass should be on the back cover? And he wrote, I doubt there was a discussion. Exactly. And then I threw and then I threw in there as a as a joke at the end. Maybe it's a leftover picture of Vinny. <laughs> and let's play that out. Yeah, I know. I think seriously we should consider putting my ass on the back of the cover. Oh God. Right? I know. Do you think? Do you imagine them? I, I I think honestly, what happened on that? Paul just did it and put it out there and said, "Like I'm, we're doing this." I don't think Gene would fight him on it. Do you? No. I, you know, Gene is not showing his ass like that. He, that's. I, I'm trying to think. Has Gene ever done a like a pose like that where he shakes no, his ass? Never. No. Never. Right. That's no, not no. him. No. Um. That's definitely Paul. But could you imagine the opposite? Um, can I can I put my ass on the cover, guys? <laughs> uh, no, no, you no. can't. No, no asses. Yeah. Oh and, God. Uh, I just think it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, so anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Kind of quiet here with the with the news. So we'll just uh, we'll see what happens each week. So Tom, we um, let's let, let me tell you how. Uh, let me let's tell the listeners how this interview came about. Okay. So, um, Ambassador Scott Brown, uh, the U.S. ambassador to New Zealand, Samoa, and other territories, smaller territories, um, he was my former senator from Massachusetts and yours. He is a Republican. If you guys follow me, you know that uh, on personally that I'm a big Democrat, but I liked Scott Brown. He was personal, uh, personable, excuse me, likable guy. And, you know, Republicans in Massachusetts in this area are moderates. So they're like New England Republicans. We all know what they're like. And they can get elected in Massachusetts. Well, uh, Scott Brown was one of those people. And I've always quite fond of him. 
Although, as you can tell, he mentions is I didn't vote for him the second time when he lost. Oh, he had some fun with that. <laughs> I've always I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. So here I am following Scott Brown. I follow his daughter on social media too, as well. The musician Ayla Brown. And people should go listen to her music. I like country music, so I like her music. American on, Idol. Yep. Yeah, on American Idol as well. And I saw him like over the past few months put up stuff of the the embassy where he's staying, the home of like all these hair metal bands. I'm like, what the heck? Tom, check this out. He's got like Britney Fox, um, faster pussycat. Like, holy crap. Look at this stuff. Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper, cheap trick, not to mention the kiss stuff. Just loves all the music we love. It's crazy. It was. And I was just laughing about it. Next thing you know, from the embassy, he has this special, and he's going to interview Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> I watched it. It was so great. Yep. Our senator, our ambassador was like us interviewing. Like, and we, we laugh about it now. It's like where he's like, hey, hey Gene, look at this guitar. Uh, yep. You were talking about posters. Hey, Gene, was it this poster? Yep. And what did Gene do? No. <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> we laugh about it like usually like, yeah, something like that. No. He's Gene's like, no. Gene's like, no. <laughs> he has a kiss room at his house at the where you know where he's the ambassador. And it it's fascinating. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, you know what? I would love to find out more about it and how he has this relationship with Kiss and interview him about it. Couldn't have been nicer. Reached out to him. As kind as can be. Type of person that you want your representatives to be. Listens to the little man. Doesn't take your political stuff. He goes by what's right. Not what's left or what's right. He goes by what's the right decision to make. And I can't say that about a lot of politicians. But I can say that about Ambassador Brown. Um. I'm a big fan, and I, I was trying to at the end trying to convince him to run for office <laughs> again yep. when he gets back. Yep. But we had a ton of fun on this interview. Ton of fun. Yeah, it was it, it was it was interesting because like we like everybody I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there if you haven't it's still available on Facebook the the, the hour long interview we did with Gene and Zeus then shoots me a text and he's like yeah you're not going to believe who who I we got lined up for a guest and I was like you got to be kidding me dude this is going to be insane I'm like cuz like Zeus said we we know him Zeus and I are very into politics and you know local politics and you know national politics as well and and we know Scott Brown uh for a long time we know all about him we knew that he was like into music and you know into rock and stuff but I didn't know the extent of it and after that interview, like Zeus said, it was kind of the impetus to kind of see what we can get going here. And, uh, man, it was just a ton of fun. We only got 30 minutes with him because we interviewed him at 4 o'clock Eastern time here, which was 8 a.m. the following morning. Yeah. So we got him right before his day started. I wish we could have uh, done like a video recording because he's during the interview, he's all buttoned up with his tie and he's got his dog on his lap and he's sitting in front of his Eric Singer drum set with his kiss room and everything. Uh, it was just it was just wild. It was wild. So without further ado, we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're going to turn the microphone over to 
the ambassador to New Zealand and Samoa, my former senator, and a KISS fan, Tom. Very exciting. Ambassador Scott Brown. Tom, want to welcome him? Ambassador, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking uh, some time in your busy schedule. We know where you are. It's about uh, 8 a.m. over there in uh, New Zealand, so thank you so much. We know you're a huge KISS fan, and thank you for taking some time to uh, to talk uh, our favorite band. Sure, sure. Well, it's actually 8, 8 a.m. on Tuesday morning, which is kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, you know, it's almost like back to the future-ish. But, yeah, I'm here in, the, in the Lower Hutt, which is uh, like a suburb of – like if it was Boston, it would be East Boston. So it's a uh, part of Wellington. And I've uh, been here this three years, uh, about a month ago. So I'm the longest serving political appointee under the president, aside from Israel, by like a week or two. And, uh, you know, wrapping it up like every ambassador, you know, at the end of the year. Excellent. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we were very happy to see that when you got appointed. You know, we love seeing our Massachusetts people do well. And you've been uh, a great senator for our state, even though I'm a Democrat, and uh, a great ambassador for this country. So thank you for your service. And I know you've been in the military, in the National Guard, I think, for, geez, how, how many years, sir? Uh, 39, 39 years. Yeah, oh. I retired about five years ago, five, six years ago. And listen, I, I joined it after the blizzard of 78. You know, I was very... Uh, uh, appreciative of everything that our men and women soldiers did back then. People, as you remember, were dying on the highways. You know, their cars were buried. And I said, man, I want to be just like those guys. Well, the next thing you know, I'm like, I do, you know. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was a great experience. The last four, I was able to serve at the Pentagon uh, as the deputy legal counsel to one of the joint chiefs. And it was a great experience. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for your service as well. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things I, I, I wanted, we're going to get into some questions. One of the things I said I wanted to say for the air is that it's a small world, and here's why. Um, I'm a political junkie. The night that you were elected in 2010, I decided to jump in on a um, uh, a group, a focus group that Frank Luntz was doing in Massachusetts oh, yeah. about the Obamacare at the time. And because I was a Democrat, and they announced that you won live on the air. And I was on that panel. I was one of the few that was a Democrat that voted for you that won. So they specifically picked up like four of us to talk the most. I did such a good job that the uh, that Frank came up to me after the show and he's like, they really liked you. So I went on Fox the next morning. I was on their morning program. Oh, and God. they had me on to do with Neil Cavuto. All because I had uh, this you know, epiphany to praise and vote for Scott Brown, the Republican, as a big Democrat and someone that voted for Obama. Well, you're very kind. I appreciate that. It's uh, and it seems like 100 years ago, quite frankly. And uh, while the wind was great, uh, you know, the service was was, was wonderful. Uh, I'm blessed to be here. It, it couldn't have worked out better. As you know, you know, New Zealand's about 14,000 kilometers away. Then I have Cook in Niue and in Samoa and our interest in Antarctica. So I have one of the largest geographical districts in the world. And New Zealand's a Five Eyes partner, which is an intelligence security relationship with uh, obviously the US, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand. And you know, we work on some very, very serious and important things uh, that people read about sometimes and don't read about other times. So it, it's an honor to serve and uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to do it. And they allow you with having this kiss room behind you? <laughs> They didn't well, think that well actually, so the way it works, it's interesting, you know, in a traditional embassy, you would see 
you know, pictures of, uh, you know, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And we have that in one of the rooms. We have like an official like seating area. Sure. Uh, and I have a picture of Daniel Webster and some scenes from Rockport and other places. Uh, but I came up with this. This is the only one that's ever been like this in the world ever. And when when people walk in, and, and, and Zeus, I know you're probably not a big President Trump supporter, but I'm going to know you're going to be shocked by this, but not everybody likes him here. And so <laughs> when, they walk in, when they walk into the room, they see the little Gracie here and they see the rock and roll. And, you know, we have very casual, formal dinners and people are like, wow, well, I'm not necessarily digging the president, but I like this guy. And then we can get past kind of all the BS and actually get work. This is literally one of the most premier I mean, this is Eric Singer's drum kit right behind me. If you, I'll show you guys later. But on the drums, he writes the words to the songs, uh, you know, yeah, which is wow. very, very unusual. And then, you know, obviously, I'm friends with the guys. You know, you saw the Gene Simmons interview. Yep. We had over two hundred thousand. We had a bunch of different uh, channels going. We have over two hundred thousand worldwide fans. But you know, listen, these guys are hardcore. You know, don't you know? As you know, Gene doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. His mom was in a concentration camp. He's born in Haifa, Israel. Uh, Paul is the same way, very straight-laced. Eric, the same. Tommy Thayer replaced Ace, and, you know, Ace was a little different. A great guy. It's armed with <laughs> Alice Cooper. So, you know, they're, they're just wonderful, wonderful people. And the, I showcase KISS in particular to showcase the 50 years of marketability and, and this incredible musical history of a bunch of Jewish guys from, you know, New York. Yeah. And it's funny, before we went live, uh, we were talking to the ambassador and I was just in awe of his collection because I'm in the process of building my collection in the basement. I sure as hell don't have Eric Singer's drum set sitting behind me or anywhere <laughs> for that matter. Um, but it, but it, it is, you know, like you mentioned, the conversation with Gene Simmons, um, and that kind of is what prompted uh, Zeus and I to, you know, particularly Zeus to be like, well, wait a minute, you know, local guy, maybe we can make this work. So again, we're thrilled. Um, and we're just going to go over a couple of questions. Zeus usually yeah, starts out. Zeus usually starts out every time we have a guest on, we have a little list of introductory questions that we're going to get into right now. So me and Tom are college buddies. We went to Stonehill college and Tommy had a roommate. His name is Murph. Go figure from Boston, right? Murph. <laughs> um, and uh, so we came up with these Murph questions because he was our first guest. So, who's your favorite Kiss member? Uh, I'd probably say probably uh, well, Gene's so iconic, but I, I love Paul. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, aside from being a fantastic singer and, and artist, okay, great favorite Kiss song today. Oh my God! Well, we my I have a band here. I know you're shocked to hear this. We have yep. a band. We're playing in front of two thousand people next week, but uh, probably wow. the best live song to play is Rock and Roll All Night. Party oh. every day. <laughs> okay nice all right favorite kiss album well god the, probably the kiss alive too i, I really enjoy wow. that and the uh probably my original album is up there i think it's uh hotter than hell love gun i mean pick them all i mean i really enjoy them all i mean it, it's ba they're basically three and four chord songs you know then there's not a lot but it's just the beat and the rhythms and the lyrics uh you know there's so many incredible songs but uh you know, listen, iconic song also is, is Beth, but the probably the album is, uh, I'd say Kiss Alive too, because you kind of get it all in there. Perfect. What about, what about studio album, if you had a pick? Yeah, studio album, I mean, just look, I have more out back, but probably the one I enjoyed the most is probably the Kiss Destroyer. Okay. Nice. So, Ambassador, how many concerts would you say you've been to for Kiss? Uh, 
I've only been to probably 10. Okay. okay. But everyone um, is everyone is historic. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt. Gonna, I'm going to tell you a quick kiss story though. Okay, Go ahead. So the the one was at the I don't know was at the Tweeter Center I don't know what they call it now, but my I did the Pan Mass Challenge you know I did the 111 mile bike and I, I'm first guy to the beer truck drinking pretty heavily, and my wife says hey we got I can get tickets lawn seats to Kiss I'm like oh my god I love Kiss and she goes yeah come on up so I you know I got driven up and jumped in the tub and you know get cleaned up had a couple more beers so I was feeling no pain is the is the moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, you know, I, I was a U.S. senator, and I'm in my, I had my blanket, with my shorts, and we were going to go up in the lawn, and they had had some trouble up there. But anyway, I gave my card to the will call. I said, "Hey, listen, if there's a chance to see the guys, I'd love to say hello." And they, five minutes later, you know, Doc called, and he goes, "They love you. You got to come backstage." I go backstage, and you know, went on Doc's bus, had a couple more beers, and and basically, they said, "Hey, Gene and Paul are over there. They're getting their makeup done," and and and. Gene comes out and he's in full makeup and he stands up and he goes, you know, stands up, you know, hands in his hips. He goes, Scott Brown, you're a handsome and powerful man. <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Yeah. And I look right at him without even missing a beat. I go, Gene Simmons, only, only in America can a guy with high heels, high heels, tights and makeup make hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> and he goes, awesome. you're right. <laughs> and he starts laughing and he starts talking to me, you know, Gail's there with me. And I, I said, he said, Hey, you, you got to come to our concert in Maine tomorrow night. I said, listen, I'm going to Israel. This is Israel. Listen, I was, oh. I was born in Haifa. You know, my mom was in a concentration camp. He says, you know, I was with Condi Rice the other day and we were talking about nuclear proliferation in the Middle East and how, you know, Israel's our, our, our biggest ally in that region. And then someone said, "Hey, Gene," and he turned around. I go to my wife. I go, "Honey, are you shitting me? Am I talking about? Am I talking to Gene Simmons about nuclear proliferation <laughs> in the Middle East? Semi face, actually in a, in, a, in full makeup, really?" And so I mean, that, that's only one of the minor stories. So anyway, they get better from there. That's that was my fifth question, sir. Yeah, that exactly. was our fifth question. Is favorite kiss memory? I'm assuming that's got to probably be up there. I, I can't tell you the other ones, but yes, it's one of the three. <laughs> Tommy, do you want to start with some of your questions for this uh, ambassador? Yeah. So, so one of the things we're thinking of, so you're down, you're down in that area. So I know like, it, it's funny because our show, we're proud to be part of uh, what's known around here is the Pantheon, the Pantheon podcast network. So we talk to the guys that run that network and, uh, you know, we talk about stats and downloads and stuff like that. And they all, and, and they, they, they brought up to us one time, how surprised they were that we are a huge hit in that part of the country, New Zealand, Australia, you know, that whole area. And we told them that you may not know this, but kiss fans know that they're, they're huge down in that part of the country or that part of the world, that part of the world. So my question is when they canceled their New Zealand slash Australian tour at part of the end of the road last November due to Paul Stanley's illness, um, at the time, were you aware that they were coming to that area? Like, could you oh, yeah. could could you sense the disappointment? Because a lot of our fans and listeners were tremendously bummed out that that leg of the tour was was canceled, and it doesn't look like um, they're going to be going back if they even go back on tour at all. Well, I, I think they'll go back on tour, but yes, of course, I knew uh, they did an interview in L.A. and yep. uh, the the interviewer who was from New Zealand and. They said, you know, uh, you know, guys, you know, you guys are coming to New Zealand. You know, who, who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Kiwi? 
And then Eric chirps up and goes, oh, that's easy. That's Ambassador Scott Brown. He's got our drum, <laughs> my drum kit in his house. He's one of our biggest fans in New Zealand. And so, yeah, so I was ready to go to the show. I was ready to, you know, kind yep. of get up on stage with him and hang with him. And, and yeah, listen, uh, it was very disappointing. There's a tremendous amount of disappointment. But, listen, Paul is – uh, he's over, was he 65 at least, I think now, 67, yep. and they tour yeah. all over the place. Quite frankly, I'm shocked a lot of those people don't get you know sick more often, you know, with yeah. the handshaking and the glad handling. So, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, a lot of our, a lot of our, like I said, a lot of our fans and listeners were devastated. And uh, it's just funny how that part of the, that part of the world has always been a diehard for Kiss fans, especially that early 1980, 81 time frame when the band was kind of in disarray in the States. They were huge down there. Well, you have uh, actually uh, Ace Freely came with Alice Cooper, got to yep. get up on stage with Alice and backstage with, with both of them. And, you know, yeah, there's some incredible music here. I mean, they had ACDC. The last concert I saw before COVID was Queen with Adam Lambert. It was one of the top oh, nice. uh, six, six or seven concerts I've ever seen. It was that good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, you, you also missed a, a really top notch concert of Kiss Plane to the Sharks. Not too, uh, not too far from you. Do you remember about, do you hear about that one? Yeah, when they yeah. played in Australia and uh, they played to uh, great white sharks supposedly. And uh, I think it got canceled because no, they did show up. They did. That. They did. They did do that. Yep. Right? Without, with, without Paul, it was one without of the, one of the, Paul. one of the very yeah. rare times they played as a trio. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So I don't see uh, that's something as like those other like classic rock bands would do. Let's travel <laughs> no. to uh, Australia and played to some great white sharks. <laughs> I don't think it translates, right? Um, I know that you, uh, you. I mentioned to Tom, so I, I'm a fan of yours. I, I follow you on, uh, you know, your Facebook stuff, and you always put interesting stuff. A, while, a couple months back, you had put, you got into this thing where you were putting up a lot of your hair metal bands, and Tommy wouldn't believe it. I'm like, his fans are like fast and pussycat. He's getting like national intelligence, and he likes Warren. So do, <laughs> like, so do we. So do we. So, so the thing that I was. We were talking about joking. Me and Tom were like, when you went into the Senate, do you find that, uh, like, were you a rare bird? Were you <laughs> someone that, like, that likes this music? And everyone else is like, what are you talking about? Put on some Mozart or, yeah, or right. like, Kiss and hair bands, like, not on the radar over there. Well, first of all, thank you for being one of the people that, that looked at that. It was fun to go through them. I have a pretty historic collection. Yeah. And uh, Warren is one of my favorite bands. Actually, I played with them twice. And wow. uh, it, you know, it was incredible. Played Cherry Pie, you know, in, at the Hampton Beach Casino. And uh, My favorite Eric, venue. Eric, Eric Turner is a great guy. We feature his wines. He has a winery, and he we feature six of his wines at our official wow. dinners. As a matter of fact, we're featuring one tonight called I Saw Red. It's a nice Merlot because ah. uh, we have an official dinner. And, uh, yeah, the, the hair bands are good. But don't forget, now, the Music Modernization Act that the president signed, that was initiated when I was a U.S. senator by Orrin Hatch and, and actually uh, – uh, the senator from Tennessee, oh my God, uh, uh, Lamar Alexander. Yeah. Uh, they are both members of ASCAP. Uh, I think one of them, I think Lamar has a, has a Grammy uh, from, wow. you know, country type of genre. But I have found regardless, unless you're a total jerk, uh, regardless of your political affiliations, your station in life, music is always the great equalizer. If you can't talk about music, I mean, if if you can, if you have to argue about music, then you, you forget about. It. I mean, there's not one thing that you, we can't talk about in this room. I have I have buddy guys guitar right there. I mean, they're, they're, you wow. know, I've 
I have, you know, English, well, not many English because I, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I do have the babies because I, I, I love those guys, grew up with them. And I do have Deep Purple. Those I think of the, in, and then the Scorpion's kind of Germanish, you know. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. So one, so one of the things that Zeus and I always talk about on the show, we, we, we interact with our listeners on social media about it too. And there's a lot of those Facebook groups that we refer to as like toxic Facebook groups, but a, a big, a, a big, a big topic that comes up amongst kiss fans and Zeus and I are admitted fans of every era of kiss. You know, we have our favorite eras of kiss, but we love them all. Where do you stand on, you know, on Tommy Thayer as the spaceman, as Eric Singer as the Catman, at the new era of Kiss versus the originals. Does that bother you? Do you care, or are you just a fan of all of their music and a fan of the band? Yeah, well, you, first of all, if you know Tommy's story, I mean, you probably do. Of course, he was basically their gopher. He was cleaning their gutters. Right. And, you know, right. He was also a musician. He had his own group. Uh, Black and blue. Thank you. Yes. Yep. And uh, so he was a talented guy. But just to think that somebody like that was able to morph into, obviously, listen, Ace is Ace. But Ace is, you know, if you, I've read Ace's biography and, and I would encourage people to do it. It's pretty out there. He's lucky he's alive. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and basically the other guys don't drink or smoke or anything. And so it was a distraction and there had to have been there had to have been a breakup. I'm I was encouraged when they were getting back together and then. And then they kind of fell apart again. So I, I'm hoping they can mend fences at some point. You know, Ace and, and, and uh, what's his face? Peter. Uh, Gene. Yeah. Oh, Gene. But, yeah. Yeah, Gene. But and then you have obviously, you know, Peter and then you've got Eric and the drummers. Listen, bottom line is they carry on the tradition amazingly well. Uh, I mean, you, you go to see them now and you go to see them then. They're all accomplished. They're all talented. They're all, you know, believe in the kiss. I, I thought maybe what happened in the rock and roll induction, you know, with not letting Ace be part of it, you know, it was a little, you know, there, there was just so many different political things happening between the band. It's kind of, that's the part I hate about the, you know, some, some bands, you know, where they make it big and then they say, well, you know, we're going to go and do our solo stuff. Well, these guys did it. Yep. And then they came back together, which I thought was cool. The Beatles, you know, did it after and then kind of got together a little bit. But I, I hate it when bands start to do really, really well and then they kind of fall apart because they get too happy, you know. And we've we've all Zeus and I have also said, too, that Eric and Tommy right now are pretty much the reason why the band is still together and, and, and touring and together. You know, they're so reliable. They're straight guys. They're good guys. They're unbelievable musicians. And it, it allows Paul and Gene to not have to worry about putting up with it, the shit that they had to put up with, with Peter and Ace and allows the band to flourish, you know, and, and hopefully they yeah. can continue to make new music. Who knows what, 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 well, what's happening? You know, well, you may not know this, but Tommy's uh, dad is a one-star general out of Oregon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yep. I remember right when I was running for the Senate in New Hampshire, the, uh, they called up and said, Hey, you want to come out and play with us in a charity event? I'm like, nice, nice. I, I couldn't, obviously. you couldn't. Right. No, it, but you're, you're right. The, uh, the, I mean, Eric, for example, he had no reason to call me up and say, hey, you want want this for your display. But he, that's the type of people they are. Yep. That's Zeus. so nice. I, yep. I always love hearing stories about that. I know Kiss got really, I think from the, was it Rock the Nation tour, Tom? They really started doing some stuff for the military vets and stuff. And they've been doing that all along, raising yep. money. Um, yeah, they I know a ton of work with philanthropic work for vets. I remember uh, back yep. in 2013, 14, maybe even 15, they donated a portion of the ticket sales to veterans groups. 
Yeah, no, no, they were that doing was, that. We saw them in Worcester doing that stuff, right? That was the, that was the Freedom to Rock tour, and they ended each show by bringing up a local, uh, whether it was a uh, you know military or law enforcement yeah. first responder, they'd bring them up and they'd present you know the proceeds from the ticket sales. And that was their big tour that they did to uh, for that, which was That's terrific. Cool. That was 2016. Yep. Now, did you ever like? So you, we know that you play music. You have a little. You have a band, correct? Well, you know, listen. The only reason I play music, and once again. I can thank, well, obviously Zeus, because you didn't vote for me the second time. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you lost by one vote, sir. Because when I lost, when I lost, I actually started to learn how to play the guitar. It was on my bucket list. And the first five songs I learned, because I did the Music Modernization Act, Rick Nielsen came in my, my office when they were advocating for that. The first wow. five songs I learned were Cheap Trick. Well, four months later, I was playing at the Hampton Beach Casino live on stage doing Surrender with Cheap Trick. Wow. And ever since then, because I nailed it, number one, uh, but more importantly, they got, you know, got two or 3,000 YouTube hits versus a couple hundred. Then Warrant called. Then I've been up. My last gig with Cheap Trick was five. I uh, was uh, in six songs I did in Sydney at the Enmore Theater, sold out show about nine months ago uh, before COVID, obviously. So Warrant, Firehouse. Uh, cheap trick, kiss Alice Cooper. We got to get to get up with these guys and, and jam. It's great. Yeah, we do have a band, and we're we're you know surprisingly pretty good. <laughs> That's great. So does that mean when the ambassadorship is over and you come back and you're in mass, we're gonna know about your next event and we can come see you play? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got some great. Obviously, Massachusetts, as you know, has great. I mean, you have there's a group called Mass, which I really love. It's it's a, you know there's there's so many. I mean, you have Duke and the Drivers, you have the Stompers, you get, obviously, uh, oh, by the way, I, I have a display for the Fools, too. Oh, you know, the Fools, yep, yep, yep. Mike's ride. I mean, you know, we have some, you know, the Cars and Aerosmith and even, oh, Donna Summer, the, you know, back, uh, the, uh, uh, who else, you got the, uh, Jay Giles. Yeah, Jay Giles of Wahlberg. Billy Squire. Yep, yeah. Billy Squire. Yep. Squire, yeah. Yep. Charlie Farron, you know, I mean, there's so many great old groups there. So, yeah, I love, listen, I love music. Like, I'll be coming home tonight after work and play. I play, like, two hours. I'll sit in front and watch the TV, watch a movie, and I'll just do my, my chords and up and down, blah, 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 like, for hours, you know? <laughs> and it's it's so fun. So I play rhythm and I sing, and I do a little lead. But, you know, for example, in, in my set, we've got uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go by Clash. I sing that one. The Kinks, You Really Got Me Now. Uh, Brian Adams, Summer of 69, You Belong to Me. Uh, happy together, wow. uh, come and get it. Uh, the Partridge Family, I think I love you. You know, <laughs> so we get some pretty wide, wide variety of songs. I like a- your taste. You do have a variety of like, you have some '60s, some '70s. You, I, you don't find too many people that can say that and then go, yeah, let's just put on Girl School from Britney Fox in the middle of this. <laughs> Well, right, I can I can play that very well. And yeah, actually, oh, excellent. Tommy, Tommy Paris is a good friend, man, and he, you know, I, when they were in Boston, they said you want to play, and I, you know, that something happened. I think I got too drunk or whatever. But <laughs> anyway, so here's here's a here's a good one for you. So you're, you're right, it's 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 good. And the other night, I think about two months ago, I was playing really loudly because I have a really big house here, fortunately. And my wife said, you know what, honey, I'm going to tell you this honestly. You're getting really, 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 really good. And I'm like, thank you, honey. That's really good. I said, so what's the but? No, there's no buts. You're getting really good. I'm, I mean, it's amazing. He says, will you do me a favor, though, and play something from this century? <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, and I said, yeah, sure. Like who? 
Yeah, uh, exactly. Good Lord, Lord, Brittany, Fa- I mean, who? who? Tell right. me, who? Right, name right. One, who? I'll name you one. Ayla Brown? Yeah, I no. play her, play her <laughs> songs regularly. She, she actually asked me to play with her, uh, play with her band uh, when I get home in, a, in about 10 days up in, uh, up at Hampton Beach, so I'm psyched to do that. Awesome. Oh, awesome. That would be nice, huh? My favorite venue. Love that place. The casino ballroom. Excellent yeah. venue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not that. I, I, that place gets a little sloppy at times. Um, I, I like, I like the, I like what you called the Twitter center, uh, tweeter center. What's it called now? It was used X, to be great woods. Xfinity center. Yeah. Xfinity center. Yeah, they, uh, listen, Zeus, they don't have any white wine spritzers there. If that's what you're asking. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm a Bud Light person. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got the wrong impression of me then. But, but all the, but all the, ahead, all the, all, all the bands you love, Ambassador. I've, I've seen pretty much all of them there at, at the ballroom. Tesla, Rat, Dawkins, uh, Cinderella, yep. Firehouse. Yep. Seen them all there at that venue, and it's the, it, it's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, Zeus, yeah, go ahead. I, all, I, I cut, I cut you off. Some, listen, I, I can play three or four or five songs from every one of those bands, and I, I it's funny when I play them. Like Ayla, Ayla said, uh, I said to Ayla yesterday, I said, "Honey, I'd really like to, you know, you jump up on stage with me. Let me, you know, you know, sing one of my songs." And I sent her a bunch. She goes, "I sent sent her the Partridge Family one, right?" And she, you know, she goes, oh, "That song stinks." I said, "Well, I hope you write a stinky song like that because it basically sold like thirty four million records." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great though. But uh, you got to have that variety of tastes. Like, there's too many people that like. Well, I can't like a pop song if I like Metallica, or I can't like a 60s song if I'm into hip hop. Of course you can. Yep. Good music. Paul Stanley says it all the time. You know, there's good music and bad music. That's well, it. Here's a, here's, a, here's a quick one. So uh, the only reason I really want to learn how to play like in the bucket list is because when I was like 13, 14, my buddies and I, we were posers. We said we had a band. And we didn't. And one one night, one night we were at this beautiful young girl's house, which we all were madly in love with. And the, a big storm comes through, and electricity is going out. No one can go anywhere. And the sad thing is, her brother actually had a band, and the equipment was right there. And they're like, "Oh, you guys play, you guys play." And we did every excuse, and they finally said, "You guys are liars." And we're like, "Oh no!" And I still remember that. So now, when anyone ever comes in and says, "Can you really play?" I'm like, "Yeah. What do you want to play?" Living on a prayer, what? Let's go. A little little dream on, a little uh, mama Ken. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Bang, bang, oh, bang. That's so cool. <laughs> that's but you're great. giving me hope that when did you pick up the guitar and start six playing? Six years ago, almost this week. Yeah. Wow. Now, see that? I got to learn. <laughs> now, uh, see. Well, friends. But here, so listen. Listen. What did I say to Tom? Tom, what did I say to you before this started? I said to him, I said, you know what he's going to do? He's going to eventually come back. And if he's smart, He's going to run for governor of Massachusetts someday, and he would Ooh, win. Maybe. Republicans win in Massachusetts. You are a very, very likable guy. You may have lost to Elizabeth Warren because she had a nice big um, na- national name and stuff, and she had the Democratic machine behind her and my vote. And <laughs> But you know what? You are a person uh, that is greatly admired. You, you, do a, you, you appeal to both sides. And you're practical and you're a moderate Republican, which can win in the state. So I hope that someday we get to have you as either a governor or a senator again someday. And well, maybe something else. Well, I know you're not drinking, so it's too early to drink. So thank you. That was great. I vote for Republicans, sir. Every once in a while, when there's a good one like you, I will vote for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's done it. He's done it in the past. I've seen it. Gracie yeah. thinks she's on a date here. 
<laughs> well, we don't want to take up more of your time. Um, we greatly appreciate it. It's an honor to have you, sir. You've given us some class on this Kiss podcast show. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. We wish you well. We wish uh, you to stay safe, you and your family. And we Thanks. hope we can connect with you and catch you at a concert coming out. Days. I'll be back in 10 days for a month, and then I come back, and then I wrap it up uh, the end of December here. But uh, listen, send me the link, and I'll get it over to Gene and the guys. And uh, and uh, when's it going to be on? When are you going to have this on? Sir, I have to edit this. This will be on uh, Saturday. It's on Saturday at midnight. Okay, yep. good. Well, get me the link, and I'll get it to the guys. Oh, All right, hey. Thank you. Rock and, on, guys. Ambassador, thank you. Be safe and take care. Thank you again. Thank you again, thank you. sir. See take you. care. Bye-bye. 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 And we're back. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, it was it, it, it was so much more than I expected. I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we've seen Scott Brown, you know, talk and interact. And we've met, we, you know, we, we watched the video with Gene. So we know he's excited about music and rock and kiss, but he doesn't know us. And, and for him to interact as if we know each other was just so great to see. And it was just, it was just rock fans and kiss fans just getting together and talking about a band and a genre of music that we love. And, you know, I, like I said, I wish we could have had more than 30 minutes. We know he's an unbelievably busy man. I mean, he's a, you know, an ambassador for God's sakes, talking to us, but it was just very exciting, you know, and, you know, telling us about his, his kiss things and, you know, rock general rock uh, things that he's been involved with bands that he's friends with getting up on stage with every band you can think of, you know, the story about him, uh, you know, at the kiss show, just just awesome stuff. Just fun, fun stuff. Nuclear proliferation with Gene Simmons. That was that was hilarious. The way he phrased that was just so funny. He's like, am I really talking to Gene Simmons right now about <laughs> nu- about nuclear proliferation in the Middle East? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I found is just it's always great to meet somebody and be even more impressed. Exactly. When we and you hung up, we've talked to some great people. On this show. Absolutely. We met some people. We were both, when we hung up with the, you know, the ambassador, we were both like, uh, did you expect it to be like this? He was like, no, like, we were both like, we thought it would be like an interview and get this guy's perspective and all that stuff. I didn't expect them to be so friggin' charming. And, And for him to just riff on all these personal stories. That he's that with Kiss and with other bands, it was just it was great. It it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's funny. And he kind of told us, I think it was a little bit off camera. I'm not sure. But he's like, you know, over here, uh, you might not know it, but uh, President Trump isn't too popular. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they come here, they see me, they see this room, they talk to me. They find that I'm I'm reasonable and they can do business with me. They can do business with me. They can do business with the Trump administration, which is doing business with the United States of America. And, that, and that's the if job of an ambassador. If you can't do business with Ambassador Scott Brown, that's on you. Exactly. I, you know, he's got that like Bill Clinton charm where you'll walk into the room thinking you don't like this person and you walk out going, God damn it. I like this guy. <laughs> but I already liked you, Senator. So if you're hearing this. We already liked you. Of course. We are so impressed. I'm still telling people about how impressed uh, I was about how personal, how funny, how great storyteller, how smart. He is extremely intelligent. Oh, God. Quick on his feet, knowledgeable, 
friendly, funny, and best of all, he's one of us. Huge, huge Kiss fan. Huge Kiss geek. Had all that stuff in that room. It was just... You know, we we hope you guys enjoyed it. We know it was like a, a short interview, um, you know, but just getting some stories from somebody who, you know, other people out there looking at the ambassador, you know, United States ambassador, and then kind of a peek behind the curtain. Like, hey, this is a real guy. This guy likes to rock out. He likes Kiss. He, he likes Warren. He likes, you know, Britney Fox. He likes Cinderella. He's seen these bands in concert. He's been on stage with them, and he's just a guy. And then, you know... When the time is right, he goes to work and does his job. But, you know, when he's hanging out, he's a Kiss fan. And wasn't it like, I think we talked about the fact that it's like, all right, but you're in the Senate. Are people like, Brittany Fox, turn that off. Put on some Mozart. Like, <laughs> like, like I said, you know? like I like I said, I think I said it off the air. I don't think I've, 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 I was so, we were so rushed for information during the recording. I wanted to say to him, like, when you were in the Senate, were you like, Hey, Chuck Schumer, I got this new Slaughter album. What do you think of it? (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, hey, Mitch McConnell, uh, what's your favorite Dawkins album? (laughs) (laughs) Or he he blasts the girls' school and he gets like (laughs) the women's caucus going around going nuts on it. I mean, come on. That stuff is hilarious. Nancy Pelosi, turn that up! (laughs) (laughs) But he, you know, it, it was so refreshing that was great to find somebody like that and i you know he's still a young guy and i think he's got you know he's got a future in politics as well and i think he's gonna really excel and best of all he is a kiss fan absolutely at least as far as our podcast goes why shouldn't it be they're still the best band in the world so i can't say enough about having him on we'd love to have him on again and uh, we'll probably go ca- go catch him next time he's up. He goes up to um, where is it there? Your favorite concert hall, the uh, Casino Ballroom up right on Hampton Beach, where we've seen a ton of shows. He loves going up there, and so do I. So his his ambassadorship, I think, it ends at the end of twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think he'll be coming back to the states to get back to business here in America. So you know, I'm sure he'll stay back in Massachusetts or in the New England area. So it'd be great to hook up with him again. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever catch any shows up there in the ballroom, mm-hmm. watch for uh, any of the local rat or yep trickster or somebody else in the area that comes up there and say, "Hey, who's that guy that just jumped on stage with them?" It's probably him. Yeah, it could <laughs> be uh, you know the U.S. senator. So that's right. Yep, we can't thank him enough. It was a pleasure having him, and um, you know we can't. Uh, we hope that we can connect with him again. Absolutely. Great time. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, we know it was a short one, but we thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Tom, usually after this, we go to questions. Do we have any questions today? We got a question here. This actually could be an entire episode, but we'll kind of make it quick for question time here. Our good friend Zandon Black, who asks us, you can go back in time and make one decision for KISS. What would it be? Um, one decision. Yes. It's a pretty big decision. <laughs> I really made some big decisions. <laughs> um, I would say off the top of my head, I would say if the four of them agreed, when um, Bob Ezrin said to the band, 
hey, uh, Dick Wagner's going to come in and do this. So they all put their foot down and go, hey, w- the four members are in Kiss. The four members play on this album. If they stuck to that, I think a lot of the tension and a lot of the bullshit would have gone away. Good one. Good, good one. Interesting. And Peter can't play in the band. They can't have him. Peter, you're out. Eric Carr, you're in. That's it. There is no ghost guy. He comes in. Oh, you know, hey, how did I sound? Best you've ever sounded. None of that shit. Yep. Okay. For me, for me, this was actually pretty easy. I'll preface it by saying I love the solo albums. Yep. Yeah. I own them all. I love them all. I know you guys do too. However, we all know that that was the beginning of the end for the band. And even before that, we know that that was kind of the beginning of the end for the band. However, maybe if they said, hey, the four of you go into your own safe space, write eight, 10 songs like you think you're going to put a solo album, we're all going to come to the table. You're each going to pick three songs and make a 12-song album. There's going to be no argument. Ace, you pick the three you want. Gene, you take the three you want, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to make a 12-song album. That is going to replace the solo album release, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, the cat was out of the bag. The, the, the tension was still there. The drug and alcohol and substance abuse issues was still there. But I'm wondering if that was the, because we know Ace was like, Fuck these guys! My album's kicking ass. I can, I'm, I'm killing these guys. And then, yeah. you know, I, I, I think that would have been a huge thing. I don't think you could change the course of history, obviously, but I think it would have been interesting to see if they avoided the solo album thing and went in a different direction and made an al- a group album, a studio album. Yep. So, it is interesting, Zan, and great question. Again, that could be. I might have to save that because that could be an entire episode. But that was a, that's yep. a good one for for a quick answer. That was a good one. So, thank you, Zandon. So let's go with how people can find us. Yeah. So our email, um, you know, we always read your emails. Uh, we either respond to you directly or read them on the air. And that's shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We're all over the social medias there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, follow us, interact, you know, check us out, send us messages, give us feedback, comments, shows, topics, suggestions, whatever. Uh, and then we're part of the uh, great Pantheon podcast group where you can listen and hear to all different kinds of rock, metal, rap, whatever you want, podcasts. And you can find us everywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, all the all the big platforms. And we also put up an audio only of uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Um, so, yeah, we're everywhere. So reach out, reach out and uh, and let us know what you think and just interact and be part of the show. You can also uh, give us one of those five-star child reviews on Podchaser and on Apple iTunes. Um, You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify. There are reviews for us there. And Facebook, even Facebook, give us a five-star review. Those help us because if you give us a five-star review there – it opens us up and gets onto more people's search engines. They find us more audience participation. We love getting them. And then we obviously read them on the air when we do get them. You can always send us direct messages. We respond to those on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and then the email, of course, Tom mentions, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love reading those emails, I'm telling you. So other than that, 
Oh, we do have one other email, Tom. I wanted to read. Yep. Um, and this is specific because uh, this is from Stephen Wood, who's been catching up with previous episodes, and he likes to give us updates. So a lot of these are episodes previously done. And he just likes to jump in and talk about a lot of this stuff. So this one is Ep 64 and 66 feedback. Hope you guys are doing okay during the shitty circumstances we humans continue to find ourselves in. At least he described this as humans. Jesus. Close. Uh, if you allow me to gush for a moment, I just want to say how thankful I am that you helped me rivet, reinvigorate. Exactly. Reinvigorate my love for Kiss, especially for inspiring me to revisit Crazy Nights and Hot in the Shade. Silver Spoon, Little Caesar, King of Hearts were all throwaways for me previously. And I'll happily put my hand up now and say I was utterly wrong to think that way. Turn on the night in my way took on new lease of life as well. And I'll fight the hell, hell to hold you. Is a great song as too. It's a shame you guys can't recognize that fact, buddy. I I love you, but I can't recognize this spelling. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, I'm like sounding like an idiot trying to read this. Um, but that's all right. Uh, and you're totally wrong. Um, my way, I'll fight hell to hell. You those songs suck. My way uh, is awesome. He should be talking about some of those Gene songs that are classics that we think are classics that are very underrated okay in the night good girl gone bad great songs and as far as the non-makeup tournament rap i was tickled to hear my name in the top five he was steve dewood that's right and voted the mighty tears of falling as number one that made my night uh before we know it we'll have another march madness coming up tournament (laughs) and uh, we'll have more people involved last year we had uh the great Bruce Kulik, Jericho. We've had uh, he, uh, Lisa Kulik. We had Carrie Stevens, uh, Mitch LaFont. We had a bunch of it. And all our podcast friends, hopefully we'll get the band involved. Maybe the senator. That's you right. You know. Yep. Right? I'm catching up on current episodes. I haven't quite got there, as you can tell. But I will soon be able to interact with you guys in the community on a real-time basis. Not that Jericho needs more smoke blown up his ass. But it was he who put you guys on the map for me. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you. By posing your non-makeup tournament brackets. But did he get top five? No. Well, I did. Jabroni. (laughs) I'm rambling a bit now. I guess that leaves me only one question to ask. Who the fuck is Sonny Poon? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Great one. Thank you, Steven. That's Awesome, awesome, right? That's awesome. Yeah. So let's go, Tom. At the end of every episode, I always say to you, Famous last words. Let me introduce you to pleasure. I will seduce you, my treasure. I know you'll ask me for more and more, but honey, don't you know just what you got in store? Oof. Nice. Nice. So, uh, my kiss lyric. (laughs) I got to prep for this one. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sometimes you say, you don't want my love today. (laughs) But, oh, baby, I know what you're aiming at. And I know. I see everything that's in store for me. Well, baby, here's your big Surprise. 
Oh, that song is fucking fat. What do I have? X-Ray Eyes. Oh, what a great song. Such an underrated tune. Oh, it is. I love it. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Ambassador uh, Scott Brown. I want to thank uh, you, Tom, and I want to thank the Kiss Army. Yes, uh, big, big thanks to Ambassador Scott Brown for taking the time. Uh, Again, we hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you, Zeus, as always. Thank you, Kiss Army. Stay safe and uh, be good, and we'll see you guys soon. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.